0: Most people might not actually know what they want, but you sure as hell know what you don't want. If you're 20, 30, 40, 50 plus years old and you don't live by a calendar, you probably don't do enough things. If you are unorganized, undisciplined, you don't have support and you are unclear, you will never be successful. In one year, you can transform your entire life. You can become a completely different person if you, What's up, everybody? My name's Stephen Coons, and welcome to the Everyday Pursue Podcast. Happy freaking New Year, man! 2023 was pretty crazy, and um, you know, last episode I talked about just some things that I went through in the new year. Uh, and just, I'm going to pause for just a second because if you if you guys are new to this episode, I want to tell you just a little bit about what we do, who I am. And then I'm going to dive in to this episode, but you're not going to want to miss it because I'm going to help you figure out basically why you were unsuccessful last year and also give you some actionable steps of what I'm going to do in 2024 to make sure that I crush it and you crush it. So don't go anywhere. But what we do, if you don't know about Pursuit, is we are an online health and fitness coaching company. We work with Everyday Heroes. So a lot of people in our program are first responders, medical professionals, professionals, military uh, we do have people in other career fields too but you know the the community that serves other that's what we do we create custom exercise and nutrition programs for our clients and basically make them have badass transformations whether that's performance goals uh, physical goals weight loss muscle building usually it's at, honestly all three they burn fat they build muscle and they increase the performance but regardless of your goal we're probably able to help you we're training clients in 42 different states and over the past couple of years we've had over 500 transformations. And, uh, yeah, this year alone, we had like a 60% growth. I have over 110 star, uh, five star reviews on Google. Just crushed it this last year. So I'm going to give you guys some takeaways, which I did last episode. I'm going to go like really, really quick. And then I'm going to dive into what I'm going to do in 2024 to freaking just absolutely annihilate it. Cause I look, I'm proud of myself. I thought last year was a good year, but, um, man, I, I really believe that it's going to, it's going to be better. And then I'm going to give you guys some backstory. So 2023, uh, business grew like 60, 65%. Uh, we expanded to, I think, like 15 more states. We're, we're very widespread in the beginning. A lot of East Coast, uh, West Coast, you know, it's everywhere now. Uh, even a couple different countries, which is kind of cool. Uh, we're mostly U.S.-based. But we have some people in other countries. And one of the biggest shifts that I saw for, for, for Pursuit And and the reason I'm giving you guys some business background, I promise it ties in. I talk about business a lot and and I'm going to tie it into your life and it's going to make sense. So the reason we grew a lot was we did, and I I do the same thing with fitness. I found what pushes the needle forward the most and I just did a lot of that. And I think for some people in business and in their life, they're so focused on the minute details that they get paralysis by analysis, right? They're... They're overanalyzing instead of thinking, like, okay, I want to achieve X. What pushes the needle for? What is the, what, what energy should I be putting into what area that's going to give me the best results? Because what I see with people with diet specifically, and it could be exercise too. Actually, let's go exercise first. They're like, oh, I did this exact set with this time under tension and this, I curled like this. And like, yes, certain things with exercise matter. But not in the first five years, progressive overload, rest, recovery, basic habits, it's not overcomplicated. After you've been lifting for X amount of time or you are a bodybuilder and you've kind of maxed out your physique, then we can start really focusing on those little things, okay? For me, I'm doing a couple months of, of, uh, actually, I'm just starting a, I'm kind of starting a cut. I'm like on the fence, but I'm doing more uh, conjugate tactical training right now. But come March, I'm going straight bodybuilding and mobility. And I'm really looking forward to it. But I want to kind of improve my functionality uh, before I get there. And when people do bodybuilding, sometimes they're, they're overanalyzing the movements and the exact piece of equipment. And, you know, it, what if you do it in this exercise selection? And they're so worried about it that they don't actually do the things that matter, which is progressive overload. That's basically it, to break down the muscle and recovery. Now, there's a lot of different ways to reach progressive overload. Time under tension, uh, drop sets, supersets, beyond failure, muscle fatigue, German volume training, uh, accommodating resistance. I mean, there's so many other ways for performance and training, and it can be overwhelming, right? So that's just one example. Nutrition. People are like, I have to eat this thing, and I, I should eat it this time, and it's optimal workout timing, and blah, blah, blah. And there's some truth to that. There is kind of an optimal time to consume protein, carbs, and fat pre-workout and a post-workout uh, or even internal workout. Like there's some science behind that. But if you can't even hit your macros, if you can't even hit your proteins, carbs, and fats each day, how the heck are you? Like, why are you worried about every little tiny little ingredient in your food? Okay. I've had clients in the past that just, they're so... They're so caught up in the little details that it, it honestly keeps them back from doing the, or holds them back from doing what they should be doing. Prime example, I had this client, Darren, that I think I might've talked about him last episode. Great client. Uh, but I think in in some aspects, when we talked about nutrition, this was very early on, um, he was so consumed in his head about what to do with ingredients. He's like, I can't eat this thing, and- I can't eat this and this seed oil and this. And I'm like, yeah, look what you're saying is true. I mean, maybe some of these ingredients are great. Maybe that the chips that have cottonseed oil is probably not the best thing, but dude, you're trying to build muscle and burn fat and you're low on your protein and high on your carbs and kind of not accurate with your calories every day. So even if you cut out all those ingredients, you'd still not reach your goal. Like what is your overarching goal? well, you know, for him, it was uh, aesthetics, right? And a little bit little bit of performance because he did uh, CrossFit. So aesthetics and performance, you cutting out like a couple foods that you eat and cleaning up your ingredients, that is, you're probably not going to notice that to be really super honest with you. It's not that it's not important. You just probably won't notice it. Versus if you were to hit your macros every day and keep those things in, you would definitely notice your performance increase because you would be building muscle and strength and recovering you'd be noticing an aesthetic change, which you want. You get what I'm saying? So focusing on pushing the needle forward. For me, when I was uh, when I was in fitness modeling, which I did, it was very short. I really just focused on four things, but I didn't really know how to get to the cover of a magazine and get in that, you know, good of shape. I just kind of winged it. And it wasn't until I did the fitness modeling and I got on the magazine and I took a step back and I realized that I just honestly put it together with kind of like glue and uh duct tape and just frankensteined it and it's not that I didn't know what I was doing when I'm training I don't want you to think that what I mean is I lacked a couple things right I lacked these four things that I wish I would have had and it would have gave me more of a clear path and I didn't want to continue fitness modeling I did one photo shoot. It was not a good experience. I thought multiple times about getting back into it. I thought I had the look. I thought I had the physique and I, do, I don't think it was fulfilling. It's almost like some people that do a bodybuilding show they, like train years and years and years and they do one and they're like, that wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And they never want to do a show again. That's like me, except I might actually want to do a show. But the fitness modeling thing was just, a, it was a self-challenge to see how good a shape I could get in. But I, I wish I wouldn't have lacked these four things. With my business, I did have a coach that helped me with these four things, but i I feel like I still was lacking them, and I man, if I would have had more more of these if I, if I would have had them laid out and written down, i I would have done very, very, very well and honestly, if Darren would have had these things from the beginning now he got them by coaching with me, but I think he would have not struggled as much on his nutrition. And basically, I know you're like, what are these four things you keep talking about? Number one is being unorganized. That's like the first thing that's holding you back. Um, For me, when I was in like fitness modeling or even my business, I wasn't really organized. I worked hard for sure. But working hard really doesn't mean anything if you can't stay organized because if you're anything like me, my brain's here and here and here. And what disorganization creates is inconsistency. If you are not organized, you cannot be as consistent. Like, it, the lack of planning and organization is probably maybe the one thing killing you. And I actually did a podcast episode. I don't know the number, but I do know the name. It's uh, You're Not Lazy, You're Just Disorganized. And I'll link that in the show notes. But if you can if you can go, go listen to that episode after this, because I don't think people are inherently lazy. I think maybe you had a laziness to not organize and plan. But if you were more organized, if you were, you know, more planned out, you you would, you would execute higher. Number two is being undisciplined. Like probably you thought that was going to be on there, hopefully, right? If you're undisciplined, you can't really execute. You can't set your goals. And the reason I'm educating you kind of in this, this backwards way, because I want you to identify and then I'm going to give you solutions. So don't worry. So the second thing is lack of discipline. Now, you could be undisciplined in so many different areas. Obviously, we're kind of talking about fitness, but I promise you, discipline is a muscle and you have to work it and you have to grow it. And if you are undisciplined in one area, it, it carries over. It's like a cancer, I promise you. And, and you have actually the opposite going for you too. If you are disciplined in one area, it actually is like a cancer as far as it infects other areas in a good way right and i know because my discipline in fitness helped me be more disciplined in other things now it's not a one-to-one carryover ratio right because there's people that are super disciplined in their marriage or in business but they're not in fitness so you might be like well well, what do you mean yeah it's not a perfect carryover but let's just say you are crushing it in business you are really dedicated to your children and your family and you know your career do you think that that would help in fitness if you were to start fitness and commit to it sure Opposite, right? If you were really committed to fitness and discipline, do you think that could help you? Sure. So I don't want, I don't, don't come after me and be like, oh, well, if, if they're so disciplined, why can't they do this? Some people are honestly just born to more discipline. Like I was born to be a pretty disciplined person. I've just always, it's been easier for me, but some areas I have struggled in and I've been super open on all the episodes about that. And so you kind of have to identify what your strengths And weaknesses are. The the third one is an unsupportive environment, right? So if you're organized, if you're disciplined, that's great. But if you don't have support, it is just like, it's probably one of the most challenging things. And I have been there, okay? In my last marriage, I felt like my spouse was not very supportive of me being into fitness. In fact, I got bitched at about going to the gym and eating healthy and not wanting to drink alcohol and I think she just wanted me to party with her, and she wasn't she wasn't out of shape, but she wasn't really into fitness. And that might be your situation. Maybe you're the fit one, or maybe you're maybe you have a, a career that requires you to be a certain fitness, and your spouse doesn't. Right? Whatever their career is, you know, stay at home mom, or a different job, or maybe maybe fitness just isn't their thing. And that's okay. They don't have to be fit with you, but you need the support, right? Now, if you have kids, that can come in a different way. Uh, for me, my spouse supports me a lot. As far as like emotionally and lets me do my thing and I'm, she's not necessarily like oh go work out i'm so proud of you that would be great right like that feels good but i'm not doing it for her i'm doing it for me so the support comes from sometimes actually like actionable systematic things example hey i'm going to train you need to watch the kids please or can you watch the kids and then when you work out i'll watch them there you go that's teamwork and that's what my wife and i do uh if you are just if you don't have children right the support can come from another way maybe going to the gym with your spouse which i will say sometimes could be a good environment some couples can do it some it's not a good idea you got to keep your training separate okay uh but even for my wife and i like i train differently train a little more intense she likes her own thing and we're both in shape and we both work out and you know i will watch my son while she goes and vice versa and so that that's supportive though right and when we're eating by the way, she does all like the meal prep for me and she's awesome. But when she's eating, we are kind of eating the same foods. Like we both have the same goal to be healthy. It is very hard when you have one person that tries to sabotage your fitness journey, whether it's a conscious thing or subconscious. That's very important to understand this. Some people will subconsciously do it because it makes them feel uncomfortable. You're crushing it, you're in shape. And so you got to have that serious sit down with the conversation, especially if you're going to get a coach do a program, sit down, have a conversation. The support doesn't need to be there doing it too, but it needs to be setting you up for optimal success. If that, if your spouse, person you're in a relationship, family, whatever, okay, whatever your situation is, if they are creating extra barriers for you, that is unsupported. You it's gonna be very hard for you to be successful in any area, especially fitness, right? Number four, having an unclear vision. You need to, if you have a goal, I don't care what it's in, you need to have a vision. Now, I'm not a big vision board person. If you don't know what a vision board is, you literally buy like a poster board, like you're in fifth grade and you put like pictures of like cars in your house and all that stuff on it. I think that's good. I think there's definitely some visualization. I'm actually, I actually might do it this year. Never done it. Not going to lie. I've kind of tried. I did like a digital one, one time and I wasn't a big fan. It's probably a good idea. I should probably do it because I am a visual person, person. I I feel like if I were to look at that every day, and that's what a vision board is, you're supposed to just look at it every day and just kind of visualize yourself getting there and, you know, whatever. I think it could be a very powerful tool. But regardless, you need to have a clear vision. It doesn't have to be actual visual, but write it down. So it does need to be something visual. You need to like have pictures or write it down or create a vision board or something. And it needs to be somewhere you see it every day. That might sound very like woo woo or cliche or whatever you want to call it. I know it's kind of like, oh really, but I'm serious. There, I dude, if you could like have colorful sticky notes and like post the the goal on somewhere you look every day, your dashboard, or your computer, or whatever. I do think it's powerful. Now I will say, some people just they end up ignoring it. It's like there. I'm not going to go into all these tactics of 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 how I do it, but I will say that. The more I stare at the goals, the better they are. And I will say, last year I probably could have done a little bit better. I actually opened up a book uh, uh, of that I was doing journaling in early 2023, and I saw all the goals I put, and I cr- basically crushed every single one of those goals like beyond. And I'm like, wow, man, Stefan, you're you're thinking a little bit small at the beginning of the year, and it just shows that like I was still lacking some confidence. I really didn't fully believe in myself, I was like, oh, what if this doesn't, what if this doesn't, I was a lot more confident than I was the year before, but I'm going into this year more confident. And I think it's because I didn't have a clear vision. Like I, I kind of, I knew what I wanted and I definitely knew what I didn't want. And and here's here's a powerful tool you can use. Most people might not actually know what they want, but you sure as hell know what you don't want. Everybody. And, and the reason I think people don't really know what they want, is it because they don't know what they want. They associate it with how to get there and they don't know how to get there. So they go, well, I don't really know. I don't really know if I want that. Yeah. Well, that's because they're like, I don't know if I want that. And then in like, uh, quotes or parentheses and everything that comes with it to get that right. Like I want to be really rich and successful. I don't really know if I want I don't want that. Well, of course you do. You just don't want to have to do all the things that it would take to be rich and successful, right? So, but but I know what that person doesn't want. They don't want to be super broke, living on the streets, right? Like we're, I think that's more of like the negative pain side, and I think people can kind of tie to that a little more than what they do want. So, having a clear vision. Okay. So obviously, it's going to be a lot, a lot different. The action steps are going to be basically the opposite of what I just told you in the four things. So number one. You need to write stuff down. If you're unorganized, you literally need to be organized. what we do with all of our clients, just to give you guys some insight, if somebody comes to me and they're like, "Steph, and I just, I'm my life's disorganized and I don't have time, whatever, I will make you make a Google calendar or Apple, but I, we like Google in front of me and I will like block out every second of your day. And I actually did a live training on our Facebook where we did this and I'm showing people how to create a calendar. If you're 20, 30, 40, 50 plus years old and you don't live by a calendar, couple things. Number one, you don't task yourself enough, right? I think that's number one. Or number two, you probably don't do enough things. And I say that because even when I was in the military, because like, obviously as a business owner, I have a million things and meetings and all this. Maybe you're like, oh, my life's pretty simple. Like, go to work and have this. But if if your life's so simple, which isn't... Bad, but this is just kind of my opinion. Hate it or love it. If your life's so simple, then that you don't need a calendar, then you need to make it a little more complicated. You're not challenging yourself enough. And unless you're crushing every area of your life, like are you doing your personal development and your fitness and your and hanging out with friends and your nutrition's on point, and your career's on point, and you don't have any personal development things to do, no extra courses, no education, those people just like go to work and they work out and they hang out with their family and that's it. And if that's you, that's fine, and I support that. But for me, I have a lot of different areas, like the five buckets of life. Like I said, my faith, family, fitness, finance, friends, dude. That's five areas with subtasks that have subtasks, tasks, subtasks. I'm telling you, I'm tired. Um, so I have to have a calendar. And sometimes in the Google calendar, it says you know deep work or you know do this thing, and then I literally have bullet points within those. So I don't know how somebody can manage their life without a calendar. And the only time I was able to is when I really didn't do shit. Like I went to work and like I had a job and then I, you know went to the gym and hang out with my family. Of course I didn't need to be in a calendar. But then I realized when I started leveling up my life and tasking myself more, there's literally no way. I mean, my son's going to go to football practice and has this, we have doctor's appointments, whatever. So you got to get a freaking calendar, okay? Uh, the next one is, And and honestly, maybe just write down like your your goals, which is kind of the vision. But every day I do a little bit of journaling. I think it's very powerful to write down certain action steps. Um, Andy Fursella, if you haven't heard of him, he's did the 75 hard, maybe you heard of 75 hard challenge. He's the CEO of First Form and he does the Real AF podcast, which shout out to Andy, because he, I mean, I'm here kind of because he inspired me. Um, but he's really big on the power list. You write five things out every single day, critical tasks you need to get done, and if you get them done, you win the day, and if you don't get them done, you lose the day. Write a big W, write a big L. That's a short story. And writing down things in the beginning, it it might sound cheesy or elementary or stupid, but there is a powerful tool in visually seeing things. Like, I I did these tasks or I didn't, and it feels really good to cross it off. Jim, cross it off. Again, our app, obviously our clients, it's like, yeah, you completed it. And the shows done. That's, that's good too. I'm an old like pencil and paper guy. I was going to say pen and paper. I hate pens. Maybe because I'm like a bad writer. I got to erase a lot. I don't know. Pen and paper, whatever. And I like to cross it off. It feels really good. Sometimes I do those lists. Okay. Like I know on a Saturday when I got all this stuff to do, I just rip off a piece of freaking scratch paper. And um, yeah, dude, I just, it feels so good. I feel productive, right? So that that's one thing, and then obviously uh, living by a calendar. Now I break down my month, my year into quarters, and this is actually maybe something to kind of talk to your spouse about, which me and my my wife have to to do this too. Is if you want an unsupportive environment, you need to have those conversations, and sometimes it can be really cumbersome when you have these long term goals, like I want to lose fifty pounds or I want to get this promotion. Like, what are the steps to get there? The easiest way, and we do this within our program too, with our clients, because we we do a 12-month program, they're broken down into four phases, three months, three months, three months, three months. And they're the quarters of the year. And I really like to break down my goals on anything I do into quarters because a month can seem like not a long time. It goes by fast. It doesn't really give you a lot of leeway. And it's hard to accomplish a lot in a month, but three months is a pretty good chunk of time. And so my wife and I, we sit down and we're like, hey, in all these areas, what are what are some things we want to uh, improve? And I could tell you that like my buckets and things that I focus on are different than hers. And that's where you have those conversations of support. And no, I'm I'm talking to you guys about this too because it is a component. If you're in a relationship and you think that you're just gonna do this solo and it's just like your thing and never talk to your spouse about it, like fine. But I think you should involve them, You I mean, to the point you're comfortable with, but also enough to where you have that support. Like you feel good. Like th- what they cook, what you guys do socially isn't a barrier. It's not going to stand in your way. Cause I have seen people do our program and their spouse is just killing them, dude. Like, you know, all oh, my wife cooks this every night and blah, blah, blah. Like, did you talk to her about like, you were not, maybe you're not going to be eating that stuff. Well, no, she does all the cooking. Like, okay. So you, she doesn't support the, the diet change. Sounds like that. Right. Or he doesn't support the diet change. And, we don't try to flip people's lives upside down, but I don't think they're having these conversations. So those are some things to have, uh, to have, especially in other areas too. Like I hope you sit down and talk about finances and goals and paying off debt and you know going on here and going on vacation. And I feel so much better when I'm organized and my whole year generally is planned out. Now, not every time in January do I plan out my whole year, but major events, vacations, kind of like markers. And here's the cool thing about goals. I always overshoot a little bit because I know if I undershoot, um, then I'm actually better off. So, example, if you're like, I want to make a two a hundred thousand dollars a year, you might be like, Oh, that's unrealistic. Uh, I'd have to work and do side jobs. Cool. But if that was actually your goal and you emotionally bought into that, you might not do two hundred, but you might do one fifty. But if you said you want to hit a hundred thousand dollars a year, and I don't know your job career, but the chances are you, you might not hit that. But if you fall short, you're like eighty. So me, I always make big, big overarching goals uh, in a lot of areas of my life. And I know that maybe is not super popular. People are like, oh, do super realistic goals. Sure, but I, I, and I'm not, I'll tell you right now, it's not every single area that I'm like, oh, shoot to the stars. But some areas that I know I need to push in, I, I set big goals and I'm not sad when I don't hit them because I really look and have an honest reflection of my effort. And you know what's crazy? Some of those goals that I set, I actually hit and surpassed. Because if you have, it it depends on your personality, but if you're kind of a go-getter, I would consider myself a go-getter. If you're watching this, you're probably not just an average Joe Schmo. You probably desire to be better. And so if that's you, you probably have a little bit of drive in you, which means if you are held to a high standard you'll probably do way better than if you were just held to an average standard. So I believe in holding myself to high standards and I don't hate myself. I'm not bad at myself. Sometimes I can get a little disappointed, but I don't think less of myself if I don't hit those if my effort was good. And that's a personal, that is a personal self-evaluation or conversation you have to have with yourself, which is why I think journaling is super important because you can reflect. So honestly... I'm not, I didn't do it very much this last year because I kind of did it when I was like praying and, and, and kind of doing my devotionals in the morning. But the times that I have actually journaled, I wish I could reach this book. It's called gratitude uh, Rat- journal. It's this little journal off Amazon. Maybe I'll link it before I'm not like affiliated with her, uh, with them or anything. But my friend gave it to me and it's just like self-reflection in the morning. And then at night, like what went well, what didn't go well, it takes five minutes, that thing is actually awesome. It's a game changer because I'm able to like visually like sit down and slow my brain down. Cause you know how it goes. You're like, get home from work and then the kids need you and then you got to work out. Blah, blah, blah. And by the time you're done, you're like, I just want to veg on TV. It's very hard to do self-reflection. And if you do it like on your way to work or on your way back to work, I don't know about you guys, but my mind goes off. So I put a little bit of Zen music, some instrumental, some jazz, whatever. And I just journal for like five minutes and it really helps me see what i did that day daily and if you're like hey you know what uh bro realistically that ain't happening daily you should probably journal at least weekly at the very least like hey on saturdays i journal and i do a weekly reflection because what it's going to do is it's going to allow you to say how did i do how am i doing in my life and you know what for our clients they have a weekly check-in so the weekly check-in is a very powerful tool because we go super in depth and we give them like video responses and all this stuff. We look at data, but you know why? Why it's also super helpful because it forces somebody that probably never did weekly self-reflection to do weekly self-reflection. Like that's why, and we see that people start to grow in every area: their mindset, um, their some people spiritually. Uh, Definitely physically, but they're, they're assessing. They get better with checking in with their body. How's my hunger? How's my sleep? How are my hormones? How's my energy level? How's my mental health? And they're able to see, how's my happiness? And, and, and they realize that everything kind of goes together. And what we're doing by giving them feedback is empowering them to be their own coach over time, right? And so I'm telling you guys, you gotta make sure that you're doing this stuff at least weekly to reflect. Now, I want to challenge you, right? You might be like, this is kind of foo-foo. Maybe I don't need to journal or I need to make a calendar. Maybe I don't need to talk to my spouse and do like quarterly planning. Maybe I don't need to, you know, write stuff down and reflect every day. But here's the thing. If you are unorganized, if you are undisciplined, if you are, you know, have an unsupportive home environment, and if you are unclear in your vision, you absolutely need to do these things. And I'm telling you from a personal standpoint, I've done all these things and I've helped clients do these. And I'm, this is what I'm doing in t- 2024. So if you watch me on social media and you look up to me and you're like, man, that guy's crushing it. Okay, cool, do these things. I mean, they're, they're four simple steps. Like, And I'm telling you right now that if you are unorganized, undisciplined, you don't have support and you are unclear, you will never be successful. You're gonna struggle in any and every area you try to be successful. It's not going to work. This is just like, this is just how it is. I mean, I kind of came up with these, but I definitely didn't make these things up. This is just like the key to success, guys. And part of the reason that I've created this program for our clients is it helps them. They are very organized. They learn and discipline. They have support. If they don't have it from their family, they have it from the community. And they are damn clear on their vision because we talk about it every week and every quarter. Why do you think people are successful in our program? Because we solve all the things that you're struggling in. We we solve the disorganization, which you probably are. If we're really honest, if you were more organized, you would go to the gym. You might go, like, I'm really organized. I'm just lazy. Okay, so you're undisciplined. There you go. No, I'm not undisciplined. I'm really organized and I'm disciplined. But I can't because my work. I can't because here. Yeah, that's an excuse, but it's also not having the proper support from Whatever, home life, career life, like that—that's on you, man. That's on you. And if you're like, "Well, I work out and I do all these things and I have support, I'm not getting where I, I want to go," you have an unclear vision. You, you don't know the proper steps because the vision is one thing, but remember, the vision needs to come with steps, or else it doesn't really mean shit. Like, right? Like you have to have steps. So, um, you need to make sure. And and look, I will tell you this: in one year, in one year. You can transform your entire life. I've seen it happen. You can become a completely different person if you avoid these four mistakes, right? If you do. Um, And it might sound cliche, like to, to, I'm gonna transform my life, new year, new me. It's not necessarily new year, new you. It's new year, better you. You understand that? It's not a new you. Like the you that you want to be it's deep down inside of you. You just haven't forged that version. You understand that? You haven't refined that version. That's why people say this is a statement. Don't don't get mad at me. Language, you know, people go, "Oh, you have the little inner bitch." Okay, well, you know, you. I would also argue that you have a tough version. Like everybody has a wussy, wimpy version, whatever you want to call. It, okay, like everybody has a weaker side of them. But I would also argue that everybody has a, a stronger side. When you're put in the corner and 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 really important things depend on it or your life, you'll toughen up. I mean, some people, some people think they don't have that side, but you do. You might not not see it very often, but you do. You have a side that's tough. The problem is you're the way you are because you've catered to the other side, the weaker side too much. It's become really powerful. And the only way that you can kind of suppress that version a little more. The version's not all bad, by the way. You need a little bit of softness or else you'd just be this like alpha hard dude with no feelings. And I promise that's not as cool as you think. Uh, so you got to have kind of both sides, men and women. I really do believe that. Um, and so, you know, you you can change. You can change. You can change and you can kind of help that version of yourself. And the only way you're going to be able to do that though is is fixing these things and avoiding them. Because if you avoid them, you won't change. You're not going to be that person. You've all seen them, right? The person that literally transformed everything about their life in a year. And look, you might not want to change things. Like, I love my home. I love my wife. I love my kids. I love my career. Sure, but that's not you necessarily. You are you. Like, you are your own subconscious and thoughts when you're alone. Like, who are you in a room alone with your thoughts all day? You know, who are you if you went on a hike or a walk alone? Nobody around, not thinking about work. Who are you? That is the person, right? And some people kind of feel like they're not living inside their, like, who they are is not who they're portrayed physically. Like, I'm living inside this body and it's not me, right? Do you want to be like that? Or would you want to be like, my physique and me and how I talk and how I care about this is me. This is a direct representation. I will tell you right now, it feels really good. I am my true me, which is why I do these podcasts. This is Stefan. Hey guys, what's up? Like, there's not another version. This is me. And and it actually is a, a thing of self-love. You're able to love yourself a lot better when you're like, this is me. With all the mistakes and all the imperfections, I actually really like who I am, but I, I didn't used to, you understand? Like I, I used to hate certain things about me. I used to not like certain things about me. and And honestly, when I really look back, It was the things that I was super avoidant on working on. Like I didn't work on my marriage or my faith or my parenting stuff. I I was avoidant in the things that were really, really hard. But I know, and I've seen this happen, that people can transform in in a year. Like a year is a long time. You could do a lot. You could change every little situation that you don't like. You can get out of the toxic relationship. You can get a different career. You can get educated. You can learn a new skill. You can make more money. You can get in shape. You can do freaking anything. I've seen people come through our program and literally get out of a relationship, get a promotion, move, get a different job, start going back to school, and lose thirty pounds. That's a lot, man. You think that's going to set their the path of their life different forever? Yes, but you can't. You can't be afraid. And maybe right now you're like, look, I don't want to do the whole bandwagon thing. It's not a bandwagon. Like, here, let's do some actual role playing, and then and then we'll wrap it up. Pretend that you did. Pretend 2024 was your year. Yeah, you did it. You got in shape, right? Best shape ever. Let's say you let's say you freaking did it. And and then let's say that people kind of talk crap about you. Oh, okay. This person looked new year, new them. Right. You might get some of that. Maybe you're a family. Maybe you got unsupported people at coworker. Oh, yeah, you're on this diet now? Dude, when I was in the Air Force, right, I was, people gave me shit because I was fit. And it was so annoying. Like, I'm not even going to get into that. But like, you might go through that. You might get chastised. And I mean, sure, it was all kind of like fun and games. But after a while, it feels unsupportive. It's like, ah, oh, dude, that sucks. I'm going to like better myself. Okay, cool. You know, it's was just like, uh, got annoying. And you might get some of that. But here's the here's the cool thing. Next year... You're not going to be that person. And nobody's going to sit there. I mean, eventually people shut up. You realize that? Bullies, people that tease you, people that are unsupportive, people that are not on your side, they're going to eventually shut up. Now they might talk, but it's going to be out of jealousy. At the beginning, they're talking out of doubt. They actually don't think you're going to do it. But once you do it and you freaking prove them wrong, they're going to keep talking. They might even talk more, but it's actually out of jealousy because you did the thing that they told you you would never do. And I've experienced that a lot in my business. People, I know people that are close to me that didn't think I would do it. And it's, it's a great feeling, but now they don't talk. Now they know. And now I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to lie. It feels kind of good to like put it in their face. I'm not really that type of person, but it's fuel. Use that shit as fuel. Use it as fuel to kind of keep yourself driven, to keep yourself continuing to go. Like you don't have, I mean, you do have a choice. You have a choice to not make 2020 for your year. You have a choice to continue to do the things you've been doing. You have a choice to keep living below your potential. How's that worked out? Are you happy? Are you happy with what you see in the mirror, butt naked out of the shower? Are you happy with the way you feel with yourself when you're alone? What are the thoughts of yourself? Are they really positive? Do you feel confident? Or do you feel like a fat slob? Do you feel like an unconfident person. I mean, I don't, I don't know. These are just things that people, and, and you might hear me say this, like, wow, this guy's kind of a, a jerk. You would maybe be surprised or not of the things that I've heard from various clients say to me about themselves. It makes me sad. It makes me honestly super sad. But the hope is those same people, usually after they put in the work, because you got to put in the work. It doesn't just happen they actually start having really positive conversations. And I remember this one client, keep him name free, that I talked to super negative, dude. This guy just, I think he hated himself. And it wasn't until he like made a transformation that, um, you know, it it started mental, by the way. He actually really struggled losing weight at first, but just going to the gym made him more confident. And he's like, dude, I used to sit there and look at myself and like be in social interactions and look at other people and just internally be like, I'm a fat piece of shit. I'm disgusting. Nobody likes me, all these and more. And he's like, I don't have those conversations anymore. I'm still not super confident, but I'm way more confident. I actually am happy with the way I look. I, I When I look at other people, I think they're looking at me in a positive light. And like his whole internal dialogue change. And think about how often you talk to yourself and have internal thoughts during the day. I think they say like you have 35,000 decisions or thoughts a day or you know, something like that, it's insane. So are all those positive, or are all those negative? And my guess is they're probably a lot more negative than they are positive. And that sucks because they could be the opposite. And think if they were, think if you had an extra 20,000 positive thoughts a day over 365 days over 10 years, right? You think you'd love yourself more, enjoy life more? And that's all I want for you, right? So like I said, these are some actionable steps, some things that has really helped me. I know I gave you guys a little bit of like TED talk at, at the at the end, but I really want you to make this change for yourself. And it starts with making a commitment. So if you're if if you want help, if you're completely lost, hit me up. You can find me on social media. It's at Stefan Koons underscore or, yeah, Stefan underscore fit. I just forgot my Instagram handle. Uh, which they're always linked right here, where you can go find us at pursuithp.com. You can fill out a, a form there. It's like five questions, a book, a chat with me or one of our coaches, and you can join our program. You might need this stuff. You might need, it, it might be impossible for you to avoid all four of those things. So if that's you, uh, we would we would really like to to help you. And honestly, by the time this episode comes out, we've already signed like 20 or 30 people just this month alone into our program. And all those people basically did what you probably need to do. And they're like, you know what? Uh, Enough's enough. Uh, I wanna get where I wanna go. I wanna get there with less pain. I want to achieve the things I want and I kinda need some help in these areas. So I appreciate it. I love you guys. If you could like, subscribe, even give us a review on this episode, I would really appreciate it whether you're watching it on YouTube or Spotify because if you are watching it on Spotify, go to our YouTube at Pursue Elder Performance. We have this. I got two cameras set up. You can see my beautiful face from one angle and another angle. So I really appreciate it, guys. I love you, and we'll talk to you next time.